I pray for the anointing. I pray that you anoint these lips of clay, all of you and none of me. I pray that there be a, a real flow tonight, prophetic insight and revelation for your people. I pray this in Jesus' name. Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for all that you're doing in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen and Amen. A couple of things happening for 2023. One of them is that we are 18 years old in March. It's been a bit of a journey, and we are grateful for many, many things. 18 is the number, spiritually, for life. For life. That God's going to impart life to somebody in a way that you've never experienced before. Luke chapter 13 and verse 11. I'm just want to breeze past and let you know um, there will be some celebration. It's also my 60th on the same day as the church's birthday. So we're gonna we're gonna party, amen. We're gonna do it Jesus style. Amen. And this is a word for Kingdom Life Embassy. And behold, there was a woman. When you listen to the scriptures, the woman refers to the church. When Jesus speaks about a woman, there is, is making reference to the church. This particular church. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are released. You are loosed. I'm going to prophesy this side. I said you are loosed from everything that the enemy has kept you and your family in bondage to. I'm letting somebody know in the heavenlies, uh, it is the season of his release. God's going to do things uh, we could not do for ourselves. Uh, God's going to make it happen for you and your family in this season. There is a season you have entered into. It's going to be like no other season. It's going to be you going to come back and you're going to testify this had to be God. I am telling you it's going to happen in this place. Woman, this church, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. That thing astounds me. That a woman could be walking like this her whole life. Bent over. What kind of view does she have of the world? I'm not talking about a woman, I'm talking about the church. What kind of view has the church been having of the world? God's about to straighten some things out. Because the church has had a wrong view of the world. And tonight it starts. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the rule of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed her on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days in which men ought to work. Therefore come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. 
Then the Lord answered him and said, Hypocrite. Religious people, hypocrites. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or donkey from the store and lead it away to water it? So ought not this church, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years. Be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. Imagine being a part of a church and a religious setting your whole life that has a perverted view of the world. That your whole life you're seeing the world as your enemy and to hide behind church walls as your safety. Imagine having to look like that your whole life. Is it no wonder that the world doesn't think much about the church? Because we've been bent over. And the enemy has used those moments to keep the church bent over. So you don't have real revelation about what the world really looks like. You can't make your own money. You can't go and raise up your own banks. You can't go and start up your own industries because we've just told the people, come to church. But this is the kingdom of God. And this is the church of a living God. And God's ironing out every single wrinkle. We are not leaving this place bent over. We are going to walk upright in society. We're going to become notable. We're going to walk with integrity. We're going to become what God created this church to be. Everybody's going to say. I'm letting you know Kingdom Life Embassy. You are no longer a little children's. You are standing straight up and you're going to have the proper view of the world and you're going to have an answer for everybody that asks you. But you will no longer walk with shame. You will no longer be pitied. You will be envied. God's about to raise up a generation that will bring revelation and understanding to a generation that we will never be the same again. And everyone under 25 shouted a good... There's a whole lot of you and some of you snuck in an amen there where you shouldn't have. But we will forgive you on this New Year's Eve. Amen. So a couple of things that God gave for me to tell you, um, for us. Um, Proverbs chapter 24 verse 27. Church, I want you to know that you should be knowing it by now that we're living in perilous times. You know how I spoke about this kind of identity crisis out in the States and how they're changing genders and, and I go on holiday and my, my sister-in-law who's a teacher sits down and starts to tell me the story about how they're changing the, it's exactly what's happening in the States. It's happening in our schools in Cape Town and it's happening in Joburg as well where the child's not allowed to say a word to the parents about their identity. Where sex changes are taking place. I mean, I'm just asking, you know, LGBTQI plus whatever. And the question is, 
so how many sex changes can you have? Just saying. That's just your apostle being still on a holiday. But the challenge that you're having in our nation, governments, in every seven spheres of influence, from the media to the arts and entertainment to business to education to religion, government, economics, um, and the family mountain. Um, if you, as a born again believer, kingdom understanding, you will watch how Satan is systematically going after every one of those mountains to dismantle it. I may not even be hiding it anymore. You find the kind of challenges that this generation is under. Things we, I thought would happen with my great-grandchildren one day. I did not think we'd be in this fight now. But it's like the enemy has fast-forward and fast-tracked his agenda and the church has got to wake up. The church has got to stand to their feet and they've got to have a proper view of what the world is, what's going on in the world. You must study. You must read the news. You must go and watch and not even the mainstream, mainstream stuff because they also been bought. Am I allowed to say that? I'm going to say it. You need to understand that not everything from the news is the news. The question who's funding the news. So I'm, I'm on a mission to really wake the church, not just this church. I'm, de- I'm on a mission to equip people and ministries and pastors and we're coming together so that we can understand who we really, really are. And this is what the Lord gave to me, right? Prepare your outside work, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. The wisdom of God says, you need to prepare things on the outside first. Do not start with your house first. Because if you think they're not coming for your house, they're coming. If I have to tell you about the economics, they're targeting the middle class. There'll be no, their focus for 2030 is that there be no middle class. You either have the very wealthy and everybody else falls in the rest. So they want to target businesses and a whole lot of things. There's, there's a real demonic agenda. And the church has got to wake up. I'm going to give you the challenge that we're dealing with. Then I'm going to give you the good news of where we're going to. So the Lord's been speaking to us about this word prepare. Prepare your work, meaning put first things first. Don't target your house. Prepare your outside work and we will deal with that this year because this whole release has got to do with the economic mountain that's going to shift people financially for the kingdom of God. You are quiet. Preparation means two words. Pre means before. Pa means course. Before you set course this year, I want you to sit and think about some of the things that's going on and how you need to position yourself for the glory of God and for the kingdom of God. So, we need to start building structures and build systems. We have to prepare for what is coming. 
And I'm going to give you very clear strategies for today and some things that God has given that will help you make this transition. Proverbs 30 verse 25. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their food in the summer. Where we are going to as a church, we need to prepare some things. We need to put some things in place that will make sure that the next generation has a structure to come into, has an understanding to come into, so they can live. Please do not be silent with, on, on me this tonight. You are the church of a living God. And you are a thinker. And by the way, you are now standing upright because you can see the world for what it really, really is. Do not believe that the government is out to solve the problems. Ooh, I'm going to get into trouble. It's very simple. If you wanted to solve the economic problem, you first of all take care of SARS. Make sure that your, your tax collection system works properly. Then you go into the power and you make sure that there is electricity for all the businesses. Then you go into all the roads and into the security and you clean up the nation and you then make sure that the roads are safe for people to come and do business here. Then you go to the education system and you go and trade, teach the children how to open up bank accounts, how to trade on the stock exchange, how to develop their lives. This is simple. And you create a functional city and a nation. The question is, why wouldn't you do it? New Year's Eve. We're working on something. I'm trying to help you and prepare you for what's coming down the line. And the church being prophetic or having an understanding of the spiritual realm should be the first to respond to this. Okay? So, we come from communities that are not as strong. Like it says there, the ants are a people not strong. We come from nothing. We come from no structure. We come from no systems, working systems. We come from no proper buildings. We come from no proper housing. Now it's water. Now it's electricity. I mean, how much dysfunction? And the enemy wants to keep you there. But we are like those ants. We are not a strong people. We don't have all the systems. Yet, we're going to prepare. We're going to prepare for this thing and we're going to raise up a generation that will know how to deal with things effectively. You need to shout amen. If I'm speaking to the right church tonight, you need to say amen, please. Most people don't even know what order looks like. Until you leave this nation, you'll find out what order looks like. So here's another scripture for you. Psalms 23 and verse 5. He prepares. A table for me. Your 2023 is found in Psalm 23. But it is also verse 5. He's going to prepare a table for you. It's going to be in the presence of your enemy in 2023. So when I woke up about and, and, and dealing with this message. This is what the Lord gave me. You need to please write this down. 
because we're going to travel there a little bit this year. Um, starting today, we're going to journey somewhat and we're going to develop something inside of you to show you a couple of things you need to prepare for and the way we're going to do it. The Lord said, deal with the revelation of Joseph. The revelation of Joseph. So Joseph is a type of Jesus. When you, when you go through um, Joseph's life, You can draw parallels between Joseph in Genesis and our Lord Jesus Christ. For example, both are saviors. Joseph saved the whole Jewish tribe from famine. In fact, the whole world from famine. While our Lord saves us, those who repent of their sins. Both went through sufferings and betrayal. Both were tempted and forgave. Here's the thing with Jesus and Joseph. There there are, I found, and you'll search in the internet, you'll find there is a study about 60 differences or comparisons, not differences, but comparisons scripturally between Joseph in Genesis and Jesus' life. When you study Jesus, you'll find out that um, as you go through the Gospels, you'll find that there's deliverance from oppression, came to save his people from their sins, went to the cross, but basically that's where it ends. So his earthly ministry deals with your spiritual renewal and breaking from demonic and satanic oppression. But when you go into the book of Genesis and you, listen, and you study the, the, the book of, uh, you study the life of Joseph, you'll find out that Joseph did not really deal with spiritual things so much. There was a connection with him and that God was with him, that he became a successful man. But Joseph's primarily concern and, and, and movement and his study of his life was about the blessing operating in the earth. So he could function out of the blessing and he could build wealth. Now, you know, the blessing comes from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob is his father. And Joseph gets the, 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 the coat and Joseph in, in then he becomes uh, the one that is able to have vision and direction to, to save the people from famine, the, the nation from famine. But when you study their lives, it's very, very powerful. And for, for your salvation, you can go to Jesus but when you really want to get a picture, a prophetic picture of what needs to happen in the next year, in fact, I'm saying this to you, that there is a seven-year cycle the Lord put in my spirit. There is something that's coming that you need to know if you pay attention for the next seven years, something's going to break over your life and it's going to shift you completely. Especially the next three and a half years. It's going to be a tremendous opportunity that you must prepare for. God's going to do some things, but the church is, is going to create the window for, you, for us. But you must go through that window. You must take the opportunity. Because there is this, this moment in time that God has created for His church. And that the church must be aware of what to do. The Bible says, you are like the sons of Issachar who understood the times and the seasons and what Israel ought to do. As what, the, what, what must the church do in a time such as this? It seems like our backs are against the wall. Every kind of demonic system is, is, is against us. So when you're dealing with um, Joseph, you're dealing with the seven mountains. You'll find him functioning with the blessing on the seven mountains. Proverbs chapter 9 Verse 1, wisdom has built a house. May this be your portion in 2023. 
Wisdom is going to drip from your life and from your family. You're going to get understanding right now and God's going to give you answers of which way to go because you're not looking for money, you're looking for wisdom. Because when you find the, the wisdom of a man matches the kind of resources he can handle. When somebody's wisdom drops, his resources or her resources drops. So you must have wisdom. Don't go looking for money. Go looking for wisdom. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn out her seven pillars. Now the seven pillars of society I mentioned. Media, arts and entertainment, economics, the business mountain, family. Watch all of them. Religion. Watch them. Government. And what was the last one? I can't hear. Education. Those are your seven pillars of society. And your children and your life is affected by every one of them. So the demonic realm is sitting on every one of those mountains. And they're changing the laws and they're changing the rules. And our children are having to go and contend with all kinds of demonic things when they go there. Now listen what I say to you. If you are not in the room where the decisions have been made, you'll be found in the yard where the consequences are felt. You are a child of a living God and you must know what we are dealing with. You must know what we are up against. You must understand that this generation is in real trouble. And the only solution is in the kingdom of God. So being saved is one thing, but and having Jesus as your savior, is, that's, that's the person of Jesus provides for your peace. But the principles, watch Joseph function with the principles because he's dealing with the mountains. Or oh, every one of them. So when you, when you get into the, into the kingdom of God, um, the parallels are there. Uh, Joseph's life story be, brings to us valuable lessons and applications. And there's a profound prophetic aspect to the account that foreshadows the Messiah himself. So Jesus, Joseph was a type of Christ. The parallels are so striking, so dramatic. Um, it goes from his birth all the way to his death and beyond. And it's so significant for anybody that's going to push and come into the new that God has got for us. And please do not be deceived and think that because we went from 22 and plus one is 23, that your life is going to change. Don't, don't be deceived. You know it's happened so many years in your life and there's been no real change. I'm going to show you how you're going to make a real transition this year and you're going to be very clear about what it takes and why it is so challenging for many of us to make that shift and even to change your mind. Why is it so difficult to change your mind? Because you need your mind to change your mind. So you'll find many things that happened that happened to Joseph. But let's, let's get into some of the things because there's a real prophetic picture I want you to grab a hold of for this where we're going to. There's going to be real economic shift. We've been seeing some things happen, but it can't... I'm, I'm ahead of myself. So, there are things that God's going to do for your life, and I want you to see the power of this. Joseph shows us the power of the anointing and the favor of God upon his life and what it does in the earth for anybody who possesses it. 
we enter into a phase where those who don't know or move with the blessing will suffer great loss those who function in it will be saved and your family will be saved so we have to be precise into what we are crossing over into i got many notes so you'll forgive me if i read a little bit because i don't want to get off track because of time so remember when i say this said this to you i said this to you a while back please remember this the focus is your children the focus is our children and when you when you're going to move with god i want to i want to just read some scriptures so we can just catch wind of where we're going to here so let's take joseph genesis chapter 30 verse 22 so let me tell you just let you in on the stories for the sake of time god calls a man by the name of abraham blesses him puts the blessing on him and then abraham blesses his son his son is isaac isaac his eyes are dim he can't see two sons come before him he's about to release the blessing and the one jacob swindles and gets the blessing so so esau misses out but because of that jacob has got to run jacob ends up by his uncle laban and he's come after one girl her name is rachel he loves her but his uncle swindles him and and, and because he's walking in deception he gets deceived himself because to the pure everything is pure so this generation this jacob now is stuck in a place because uncle laban is changing his wages 10 times he's come for leah he opens up he gets into bed the next wakes up the next morning he finds he came for rachel he ends up with leah so he's got to work all these years and he says now then i'll give you rachel afterwards so he works and he ends up getting rachel but it means that he's now stayed with him for 20 years and while he's there he does not know that the blessing is on him yet he's working for the salary yet he's being swindled and he wants he has babies and so Rachel's womb is not open and you know God shuts her womb and he's having babies and even from their maid servants here comes all the sons of Jacob then comes this moment that he's been waiting for all his life then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb I am prophesying that over every married couple if you still want more babies this is your season I got one amen and three grants I have an anointing of God upon my life my father had 11 I will release that anointing tonight someone's coming into a new season amen and she conceived and bore a son and said God has taken away my reproach that will be your testimony in 2023 I'm speaking to every listen I'm watching how our girls are getting engaged others are getting married God's doing a new work with the ladies this is the family mountain God is doing a new work come on somebody Now watch what she says so she called his name Joseph and said the Lord shall add to me 
another son. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my own place and to my own country. Here is the example of real transition taking place. If you want to transition into 2023 with the right attitude and mindset, I want you to notice there are a couple of things that you must, be, you must take note of to, to make a proper transition. So he says, give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. There's got to become a determination inside of you that you're not going to be broke another day in your life. There's got to become a determination on the inside of you and tell the devil, you've got to let me go. This is one year I'm breaking free from everything demonic, satanic, every kind of bondage. This is my year. Say yes. For you know my service which I've done for you. Then Laban said to him, please stay if I found favor in your eyes. He tells him after 20 years. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Some of you know, how long is it going to take you for you to realize that that company is blessed because you are there? You see, there's a generation that your father could not even get out of bondage with your family until you were born. Because for the first time, he now his eyes are opened because Joseph is there. When Joseph is born, Joseph comes with a couple of things. And with that comes he comes out of the womb which is Rachel's womb because he was swindled with the others right so here comes Rachel Rachel is the one whom he loves think about Jacob and think about all the sons they all represent different religions until Jacob until Joseph is born because he comes out of the womb that the father loves for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so when you get born again and don't belong to a different kind of religion you come from the womb that God loves you come from a place I know it's late but you must pay attention so Laban says then he said name you name your wages and I'll give it he then says actually the blessing is not on not on you it's on me Jacob said to him, you know how I've served you and how, and how um, your livestock has been with me. And he says, let's, let's jump through all of us. He says, you've changed my wages 10 times. I've taken care of yourself. I don't want another salary increase. I'm going to wait for you until you understand what's on you. He says, let's get into partnership. Laban says, absolutely. He says, we'll tell you what to do. Speckled, spotted story goes around how he had different kinds of animals and the color of their skin. And he says, let's split them. You keep those. I'll go with the, with the spotted and the speckled ones. And this is mine. That's yours. He says, it's a deal. He says, don't give me no, no, no increase. 
because he's dealing with transformation he's, he's getting ready to move somebody some family is going to hear me tonight there's something about your life and about your home that God is saying you you're gonna get you're gonna move with a strategy in the season he gives him a strategy now works now now you got to remember that Jacob is in this bondage place for 20 years but there's something in his house called Joseph with the anointing he's a baby but he's got everything on him that even makes daddy break free there's something on you that will even make your father break free there's something upon this generation that even your mommy and your daddy is going to get free there's a generation that was deceived there's a generation that didn't know what to do but there's a new generation being raised that knows the truth of the kingdom that knows that they are blessed that knows that the blessing is on them that's why you'll go and stand and tell that woman and say, I'm letting you know that the blessing is on me. The reason why she came after you is because that spirit hates what they see on you. There's something happening with this generation that's standing up and saying, Mommy and Daddy, I love you, but I'm not going to be bound by a governmental system. I can tell you now, if you let me free with the blessing of the Lord upon me, in nine months, uh, I can build a company and we can start something across the globe. There's a new generation that is coming through. I need someone to shout yes. So he says, no more wages. I want my business. God gives him a strategy. He goes and as the ones that are just plain would come to drink at the water, God gives him a strategy of how he could use an almond stick and he, should, he creates, he, 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 he puts this into streaks and he begins to create the system of when they are feeding and they're drinking, they begin to look at this image and then what they produced was exactly what was in the image. God changed the very DNA because true transformation is not outside it's on the inside and as they begin to drink from this they give birth exactly to what Jacob was what his business was he ends up and he takes with his children he takes all the business and he goes <sighs> hmm. I, I don't want to go through all of that I want you to go and study Joseph in the season. Because the Bible says in verse 43, when he did what he did, thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Please hear me when I say this to you. You are born again and you love the Lord. But there is something about an economic shift that must come to the church. I'm not talking about for a pastor. I'm talking about a full system. Let me, let me just show you what I'm talking about. Give me my image, please. Give me how you would actually transition. There are five things you must pay attention to this year. If you're going to make a real transition, please pay attention to this. Number one is vision. When you study Joseph's life, you'll find that there was a vision inside of the man. The reason why people don't transition is because there's no vision. And where there's no vision, people perish. I want you to please hear me. 
I'm taking my leaders somewhere this year. Anybody wants to be mentored and trained, I'm going to train you of how to become a multimillionaire and where the finances are. And I'll train you for you and your family that you will never be broke another day in your life. I'm coming after something by the grace of God that's on me to help and empower our people. But you will not stay in a dysfunctional space. You will not live with poverty. You're going to wait and you're going to have too much month for your money. You're going to be a blessed to be a blessing. Please hear me. This is not about money. This is about justice. Number one, you must have vision. If you're going to really transition, people ask me about the vision. What keeps you going? Tell you after I preached on a, on a night like tonight or even a Sunday morning, I wake up Monday morning. The first thing I have is my prayer. The second thing is the vision. That's all I got. That's all I got. I walk around with vision. And everybody that gets into my way with a vision, I get him out of my way. I said, you're a problem for me because I need to stay focused on the vision. That's it. And the reason why I've transitioned out of Hollard and all the money that I earned is because God gave me vision. And the reason why we are focused on the vision, because where there's no vision, the people perish. The reason why you don't transition is because you've taken your eyes off the vision. Obstacles are those frightful things you see when you're taking your eyes off the vision. And I watch people become discouraged and walk away and walk away from the things of God. It's only because of one reason. It's because you've forgotten there's a vision in this house and in the kingdom of God. And until you begin to understand that in the world, that the world wants to shut your eyes to the vision. Because anybody with a vision gets into trouble. Because with every dream comes drama. Ask Joseph. The enemy hates somebody with vision. Attack you for all kinds of stuff. Accuse you of all kinds of things. Discredit you. Your family, your home. It's not personal. He wants to shut your eyes. You must have vision. If you're ever going to transition to what God has got for you, study Joseph's life and you'll find out that there's these five things within Joseph. Number one is vision. Number two is structure. When God gives you structure, when God gives you vision, it's so that your family does not perish with the world. When God gives you structure, it's to bring order into your home. Why do you think the enemy is after fighting parents and the parents should be in charge? You can't see the child's medical records. The teacher's now in charge. Well, they're trying to break the structure. So there's no order. So the child comes home and says, that's actually not my name. He's systematically dismantling it. Are you not seeing it? That's why when you come to the kingdom of God, God gives you structure. And there's no confusion. Why? Because he's bringing order into your life. Order is the accurate arrangement of things. God begins to order your life and set things in order. That's why in the church, there's no problem with the church. The church will continue growing if you want to be a part of it or not. Why? Because he put it in order. The apostles and prophets, teachers, pastors, uh, uh, evangelists, they, 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 it's order. That's why the church will always stand. There's no confusion. You can become whatever you want to be and call it whatever you, you can call it pastors and whatever. whatever. To Jesus, it doesn't work like that. So God will bring order into your life when he asks you to come and be a part of the structure. Number three, systems. 
So, you know, we, we're driving the car back to the airport. Um, I think it was Thursday. Was it Wednesday? And um, I put in one of the old songs. And man, I'm like, my goodness. Then I played it the second time. You know, one of those old ones. I'm like, oh, oh, I need to get back to the church. My daughter-in-law said, but dad, it's going to sound so good. I say, my girl, I know when it's the flesh and when it's the spirit. And my flesh is in the way. Why does God give you a church? It disciplines your flesh. Why does he give you a system that I know I must preach on a Sunday morning because Saturday night's not negotiable. It's not negotiable. I've got to be on my face. I've got to be seeking God's face. I've got to find what God wants and what's he done. He's, he gives you a system so he can create discipline inside of you. And here's the thing about anybody that's dealing with any kind of addiction. Pornography, alcohol, um, you want to get off anything, whatever you want to do. You, 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 God transitions you out of the one demonic system and he puts you into a structure of another system. You can't, when, when God is going to lift the ignorance, ignorance just doesn't go away. He puts you in a system where you need to understand. God's got to do something with your life that allows you to add something to your life. You don't just get rid of all your Christmas pudding. You go exercising. Is somebody hearing me? It's some system that you must get involved in. That's why you can't say, I'm not going to do drugs anymore and just hover around in the community. It's just a matter of time. You're going to go back. What system do you have to counter it? For every demonic system, there is a kingdom model to counter it. You must get into the model of the kingdom. If you don't, you're going to go back to your old lifestyle. I'm talking about people that really want to transition. Are you in the house tonight? I'm asking, are you in the house tonight? I am concerned about the church that has been just going to church every Sunday and not really making the transition into the system. You cannot go dancing with the world expecting kingdom results. It doesn't work that way. You're going to have to make up your mind that you get into the kingdom and you begin to function and be part of the system because if you don't do that, listen to me, you're never going to make money. You're never going to build wealth. You're never going to become what God has called you to be. You must get off that stuff. Look at Joseph's life. You'll find a strategy. Why does God give you a strategy? To bring your deliverance. So when God wants to bring you out of poverty, as an example, let's say you're going to get off your salary. You're tired of, of wages being changed. You then must get a strategy for your deliverance. Because prosperity without a strategy leads to poverty. If you do not have a strategy for your money. So I've been counseling someone else. And they asked me about, so tell me how do I get off this? So this person has actually got their house paid up. But they don't have money. So I said, but you do have money. I don't, I don't like debt. So I said, there's a group of people that they only work 
to pay debt. There's another group of people that would do anything to have a good name. And with that, having a good name, they risk nothing. I said, but there's something like good debt. If you take a portion and we start to create this as a house where you're going to have students stay in, it's an investment. And you then eventually can have it paid off. It's like, wow, the lights went on. But that's a strategy. Because please write this down. Money does not rule the world. Thoughts and ideas do. If you have the right idea, and that's what God's going to give you, because that's how he works through Joseph. When Joseph comes onto the scene, he creates the release of kingdom strategies and ideas and creativity. Please, can somebody receive that tonight in the name of Jesus? Because there will be a release of kingdom strategies in this place. Everybody said amen. And then there is something about the third thing, the fifth thing is the culture. The culture is the community. When you watch Joseph, Joseph, when he, his dad comes out of bondage with a strategy and takes his whole family with him. Joseph is raised up. Joseph got vision. He gets thrown into a pit. He gets put into a system in Pharaoh's house. Potiphar's wife attacks him there, gets put into prison. Wherever this boy goes, he has an anointing to fix a place. Because he's got these five things going for him. He's not forgotten the vision. He's not forgotten that there is a structure in his life. He's an ordered boy. Come on, somebody. He's got systems in his life. He's got discipline. He's got strategies wherever he goes. He's got his kingdom strategy. And he, wherever he goes, communities are affected. I'm saying this to you. 2023 is not for one person getting a breakthrough. Everybody is getting a strategy. Everybody is getting their answer. Everybody. You look at your neighbor, let them know that this is for them. Let them know that there's a strategy to bring your family out. There's a strategy from heaven because there is an anointing in this place. What is God doing? He's bringing a generation out of trouble. He's bringing us out so that we can stay out. This one's going to be a permanent breakthrough. It's a complete new level of working. Now let's get into Joseph's name just for a little bit. Joseph is 11th son. Hebrew, Yosef is his name. But... It means to increase. It also means Yahweh shall add. That's what she said. The Lord has added a son. So you need to ask yourself, based upon the five that I've just given you, this is your 2023 homework. What must God add? To you to your life right now what are you asking God in 2023 to add into your life what are you asking for do you need vision are you asking God to give you structure for your home for your life or maybe you just lack discipline you know 
You get mad, it's that time of the month, you go to clear water and it ends up being muddy waters in your money. Spend, spend, there's no discipline. Or just a strategy for your deliverance. Because your strategy is going to include different kinds of people. Because you can't hang out with everybody for where you're going to. Your strategy must include certain people that are going nowhere. There are some people I thought when I got born again, I thought everybody wants to change. I found out it's not true. I found out it's not true. I looked at some people, I teach them the same stuff over and over again. And I just said, you know, next time you come here, I'm going to charge you. Because you don't take any notes, you're not even listening to me. Because you don't respect somebody who gives you stuff for free. And you come here late. And I must give you this. No. No, something must change. You need to, you need to know that your, your relationships must shift this year. Stop tolerating people's ill discipline and rubbish talk around you. Some of you just say, no, we don't speak like that here. Oh, hectic. It's not hectic. It's ordered. We are disciplined. Listen to me. God must add something into your life. This is the year that God adds something into your life. Please put up my picture if you can. What must God add in your life? What are you asking? Is it... You see, for me, my, my, my biggest concern is not, you know, we go on holidays and, you know, my car's paid up and we're working on some different things to clear off and do different businesses. It's not good enough for me because that's not community. I can't call it that we have a culture until everybody in this place is not broke anymore. We have a problem. It's our problem. Your family cannot be struggling every single month. It breaks in the name of Jesus. There's going to be a fresh release in this place that you and your family, you and your household, you will not be broke anymore. We are coming out because there's a kingdom strategy. Joseph is in the house. There's a Joseph anointing. It's going to flow for the next seven years. Somebody shout yes. You'll be amazed, sir, how many problems we solve in marriages just because there's money in the house. And all the ladies said, My wife, oh, I love you. You're so amazing. Yeah, I'm like, is it me or the money? You solve a whole lot of problems when there's money because money answereth all things. I mean, Aaron's loving Brian so much. They booked a counseling session and said, ooh, ooh, please cancel it, please cancel it. Please now hear me. I, we'll, we'll unpack this as, a, as it goes on. The church prophetically has been Joseph in prison. Forgotten. The last two years, locked away. When people need something, they come to the prison. And when their problems are solved, and their dreams and their visions are answered, and they get their job, 
and they get their healing, they go and they forget us. That has been the last two years in COVID. But I want you to know that Joseph is going to get free this season. Joseph, there's a release in this house. There's a release over the church that we are coming out, but we're coming out with strategy. We're coming out with structure. We're coming out with the wisdom of God. We're coming out with an anointing. The church is coming out. This is the year of his release. Let everybody shout amen. Let's wrap it up. Hmm. Give me Genesis chapter 41 verse 33 please You know the story Joseph goes into prison He's accused of rape He's bound He answers He's serving the people still in prison That is the church Accused of a whole lot of things That wasn't true But it's a new day for the church Listen to what I say to you There are people that are coming out with revelation and understanding that's going to solve the nightmare of this government. The world has been struggling, but we have an answer for the education system. We have an answer for the economic system. Listen to his problem. Pharaoh has these these dreams and he sees the problem that is coming. He doesn't know how to solve this. He brings in his, his soothsayers and they can't answer. And so the man says, there is a man that's in prison. I forgot about him. They forgot about you. But I'm telling you, 2023 is going to be completely different. Completely different. And while they're in there, Pharaoh tells, get, Joseph comes, he shaves, he prepares himself, says, let me tell you what, you're, what, you're, what it is. He says, I'm telling you now that the next seven years, he says, you had two dreams, it's the same thing. And that's why it is sure. It's the double dream means that it's coming to pass. He says, now, the first seven years is what you must do. Go and build storehouses and go and create the place where you're going to gather grain. Take 20%, no, no 10% tithe. Take 20% and begin to store it. And I'm telling you the, ten, the seven years of plenty a year, but there are seven years of, of famine that are coming. And I've come to announce it to the church to let you know that there's things that are coming. But if you prepare properly, if you be like the ant, that in your harvest season, you use all the wisdom of God. It's my prayer for you, that the Joseph anointing will come upon you and your family and your household. That whatever business and whatever you're involved in, do not spend everything. You need to pay certain bills. I get it. But the Lord says you need to use wisdom in the season because I'm giving you the Joseph anointing and they're going to come with all five. You're going to keep the vision in front of you. You're going to have proper structure. You're going to have proper disciplines because it'll be order in your house. You're going to make sure that there's a certain strategy and you're going to create the culture of, of, of saving, a culture of putting monies in a certain place. You're going to develop something different for the kingdom of God. And when, when, he gives, when he gives him his wisdom, serves him with his dream. Now therefore, he says, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt because this thing is coming. This is prophetically the hour of the church where we position standing before people that cannot solve the problem because they have a religious mountain, but you have a discerning spirit. 
Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep him and, and let them keep food in the cities. Please hear me when I tell you that agriculture, you must get involved in agriculture. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land of the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the famine. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, can we find such a one as this? A woman in whom is the spirit of God. I, I was waiting. I'll try it again. A, a, a man in whom is the Spirit of God. Come on, ladies. You're going to have to respond and say, Lord, I'm led by your Spirit. When I walk into those boardrooms, uh, every problem that is in that boardroom, I have an answer because I have an unction from the Holy One and I know all things. Verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Inasmuch as God has shown you all this, there's no one as discerning, as wise as you. Everybody shout, that's me. You shall be over my house and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. What happened to Joseph? Joseph's dealing with the economic mountain. He just told him how to deal with that. He went up into the religious mountain where everybody could not solve problems. He had the gift of discernment. Went up into the spiritual mountain. Got from God an answer of what to do. Led by the Spirit of God because there was a prophetic unction. You need to hear me today when I tell you. He then became the governor. He went into the governmental mountain and he began to sit, sit over there. And then there was the media mountain because it was told, go and tell the whole city that Joseph is here. There is an anointing for the seven mountains it's coming upon the church you're going to have an answer not because you have money but because you have the power to get wealth it is upon this church it is upon this generation you are rising up with prophetic insight you know what to do and which way to go you have an answer there will be miracles in the marketplace I heard the Lord said there will be miracles in the marketplace the Lord said I'm going to move my people into the marketplace. There'll be influential people coming from the kingdom of God in the marketplace. Everybody said amen. Because Joseph is out of prison. The church has been released. This is the year of his release it will not be just Pastor Max it will be everybody seated under this in this place everybody online you I'm telling you for you and your family you can experience the glory of God you can experience the blessing of the Lord your children your family you better shout out your surname and make it loud and let it register in the heavenlies and say this is the year of the Holland family this is the year where the blessing of the Lord is upon us and our household we are all coming out everybody shout say we are all coming out we can't call it a culture until everybody gets it you can't call it that we have this culture I've announced it for years in this church more than a decade in this church nobody's sick and nobody broke 
Give me some believers, please. Joseph rises to power and there are seven mountains and God finally releases him. Someone is going to start to point an arrow at at least one mountain. At least one. You should have at least four or five and seven if you're an educator or in government. There's one that you must have. It's the Spirit. Because you're born again. Isaiah 2 verse 2 says, this is what it's going to look like. Listen to when I say this to you. Right now the world does not need you. They think that you are a problem. And they will throw you in the pit. But wait until you come up with a solution. The next three and a half years are vital for you and your business. Listen to your prophet. Take your transition seriously this year. Bring the disciplines. If you need a strategy, God's going to give you as you fast and pray. will show you exactly how to get out and to stay out. Do not depend upon your job. Do not. It's a resource for the season. It's not your source. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains. Media, arts and entertainment, education, business, government, family. He says this is the Lord's house. It will be established above every one of them. And what's going to happen? And shall be exalted above the hills. And all the nations are coming to the church. What are they going to say? Verse 3. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us His ways, and we shall walk in His paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. We are going to build education systems that the children will come back and say they taught us rubbish and the church better be ready the kingdom you better be ready when your children are being forced to get jabs or have all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the workplace we're going to have enough business outside we're going to build structures and strategies and we're going to have the businesses our children don't have to go come on somebody you don't have to run to a government school you don't have to go and sit under their wickedness there's going to be a church that will rise up with an answer for the kingdom of God that we will know what to do and which way to go because we are a community of kingdom believers say yes We've wasted so much time. There's a gift in every one of you. And the world never even told you that. My time's up. Education. People that are not born again, educating our children. And giving them all kinds of rubbish. And we're sitting back because we must be alone. You know, we we don't even sit on the board to say some stuff. Simple, man. Build your own schools. 
go beg anybody. Let's, we can build our own businesses. We're going to get into media. In fact, we've got the media companies already. I'm working with doctors. We're going to put out together our own pharmaceuticals. We're going to get our own proper medication because we even discovered that the kind of rubbish that they're giving our people, it's a violation of the kingdom of God. I'm making the announcement in the heavenlies. There will be a release from this church and everybody online. There'll be an anointing to break every yoke of bondage. Everybody, you need to put yourself ready. Come on, make, make, make like a Usain Balkan. Come on, you need to stretch a bit. It's coming. You need to make up your mind what mountain you're going to go after. So, two years ago, in the, in the church service, the Lord says to me, after he gives the keys of the media to, to, to Aaron and Brian, the Lord says, give the keys of the family mountain to, to Pastor Z. I do that. All hell breaks out in my family. All hell. Like every attack of the enemy. That for the first time, as a family, we could go and sit and have Christmas lunch together and love and pray because God said, take that arrow, shoot it on this family mountain. And I'm letting you know, there are many that are getting not just saved, but they're finding life partners. They're finding solutions for their marriages and their family. Many are being delivered and set free because we've shot an arrow on this family mountain and we're not backing off. We are going into the schools. We will teach children about their identity. We're going to raise up a generation that will know who they are. They know who they are in Christ. I'm letting every man know you cannot be timid anymore. You cannot be quiet anymore. There's got to be a lion inside of you that's got to roar for the sake of your family, for the sake of your children on this family mountain. David and Joseph was the one who could reconcile the family. He was a family man. Every mountain he touched, he could deal with the economics. He then educated them, told them exactly what to do in, throughout the land. Had systems to collect 20% of all the grain. Built systems and discipline. He was the one when he was born, could bring daddy out of bondage, out of slavery, and build systems for the kingdom of God all the way to the prison, all the way to his death. When he died and the children begin to multiply, Exodus chapter 1, the Bible says, Joseph gave them instruction. You don't leave my structure here. You don't leave my bones here. You take the structure with you when you walk because this thing is what brings the blessing. Don't you violate the structure of the kingdom this year. This is the year that God wants you and your family in on the kingdom structures and train your children and develop them on kingdom revelation and understanding because we are going somewhere this year. And I'm letting you know something. We are coming out and we're staying out. We are not going to go return to our vomit. We're not going back to our old lifestyles. We're not going back to our old ways of thinking. We are coming in with kingdom revelation. I need the worship team up. You're coming in with kingdom revelation and we can experience the power of God 
on the next level. Come on, somebody. It's called a seven-year cycle of blessing. The blessing of the Lord is in this place. Someone needs to receive it. Joseph, where are you? There's an anointing of God upon your life. There is an anointing to carry wealth. I know it's not for everybody, but there is somebody in this church that has an anointing that God has been speaking to, that God has raised up for a time such as this. You are a Joseph to our generation. We need you. 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 You need to pray for somebody right now. Pray for somebody. There's an anointing. There's a Joseph in this place. Stand to your feet, please, and begin to pray. Come on, take this as an urgent hour. This is the release of God. Release a blessing upon them. Pray for them. We are coming in with our family. Pray, pray, pray. Go and pray with somebody. Touch and agree with somebody right now. Joseph, where are you? Thank you for the anointing God in this place. Thank you for your power at work in this place. Thank you that Joseph is here. That there is an anointing. That a seven year cycle. Your children will not fall, my God. The church will rise up. We will become stronger, my God. We will walk with education. We will walk in revelation. We will walk in the truth of your word. We will save a generation. Oh, what others meant for evil. You will turn for our good, my God. I give you praise, Lord. I give you praise that there is an anointing in this place. Pray, 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 pray another two minutes. Come on, everybody online, you got to be praying. You got to be praying. You got to be praying. There's an anointing in this place. Break that yoke. We're coming out as a family. We're coming out. We are coming out. We are coming out. We're going to stand upright in society. We're going to be a, we a blessed family. We are anointed. There is a release in this place. Oh my God, I bless you. Father, I exalt you. Father, I bless your holy name. Your church is here, God. The church of a living God is in this place. There is power. There is power. Please hear me. You do not close the wealth gap with money. You close it with power. God's going to give you power to get wealth. You're too quiet for me. You're too quiet. Someone needs to receive it. Just clap your hands. Let your spirit receive what your apostle is saying to you. Break free right now and say, Lord, let it be me. Let it be me. Let me hold on to the vision. Give me structure. Give me strategy. Give me, give me systems. And let me become part of the culture of the kingdom of God. We're on a mission. And how do I know that this is from God? 
the first time I posted about this thing on social media that God will raise up Joseph's in this generation there's a seven-year cycle of blessing coming somebody from the United States took, took my whole post and created a whole he came up to my and first started posting some stuff I said amen grace and peace to you man if God has not spoken to you I mean what, what's what's the big deal oh you're just trying to cheat the people and 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 I said are you kidding this is not about money it's about justice nobody's coming to rescue the people I said nobody's coming to rescue you are you listening to me you better get up and start creating and taking this message seriously for your children's sake like I can take any of this offering to heaven just don't grow up man eventually I just deleted his stuff then he took my whole post put it on his side and they had this whole thing going and so many comments about the service tonight I said that is the devil now I know I'm with God the first time I, I had the service and I said we're gonna I, I was the first person to run this thing this is like 12 years ago we're gonna have a conference and Dr. Winsor is coming to preach it's gonna be a seminar a business breakfast called doing business God's way the attacker came under because anytime you deal with money religious people get really mad why are you talking about money give your money to build the stuff why should you make money you are so selfish make so much money and give it away and build and help when I speak about the blessing and we start to develop this 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 year you better be the first one to shout loud and be receptive to this word because the devil will tell you not for you not for you not for you I've come to let you know we're not gonna have 10 millionaires we're gonna have millionaires we won't be able to count the number of millionaires in this church I am telling you I'm coming after it by the grace of God and the people that are following after God are gonna receive it Joseph where are you shout I am your I have got a determination inside of me because I found out this one thing government is not coming to rescue you the world don't care whether you live or die they don't care about the communities that's why you must be the one that brings structure and order and then have a whole community go with you and we can build businesses that your children will have options like the Jewish people oh what does your daddy do no he's he's dealing with diamonds Go and study a little bit there. Okay, what does your daddy do? He's with gold. That one's in, in that mining and then oil and then education. And then our children have options with us in the kingdom. It's not good enough that I have a handful of millionaires in this church. It's not good enough. Everybody in this place can be. I said everybody in this place can be. If you follow the order with God, God will, if you do business with God, God will do business with you.